Career Disruptors is the podcast for senior managers who are not afraid to challenge the status quo, who challenge assumptions, and who push the boundaries and love shattering conventional wisdom. I'm coach Caroline DeKimper, empowering professionals to build a personal brand that gives them the confidence they need to go after the career they want and deserve. This episode is the audio recording of a video or live stream because I know that many of you just love to listen to the juicy content. Hope you enjoyed this episode. Hey, it's Caroline, career and leadership coach. And today I'm going to talk about recruiters and your resume and what you need to to know. Because I see so many of my clients that are getting frustrated with recruiters. And so I gave a a mini training in my group the other day. And that's what I want to share with you uh, today. Because basically, to set right expectations. Because if you do not set the right expectations, you set yourself up for disappointment and you set yourself up for frustration. So I made some notes. So I will just look down a couple of times. So just if you're wondering where I'm looking. (laughs) First of all, the reason why this came across is because I had a session with one of my clients and uh, I was looking at the resume and it's like, you changed your whole resume around again. I said, like, why did you do that? And she said, like, oh, I want to be ATS compliant. And I said, like, sorry, love, you're not going to find, or it's very extremely unlikely that you're going to find a job by the regular press, the pink button online, and the blue button on LinkedIn. It's very unlikely for you to find a job this way. And I gave her the reasons, and suddenly it made sense that ATS systems are not going to be the direct way that she's going to land and secure a job. So that's what I wanted to share with you today also, because a lot of people have wrong expectations. Now, first of all, I want to Um, tell you, not a disclaimer, but I want to tell you something that the information that I'm sharing today with you is going to be applicable in a very, very competitive market. So in different markets, you have different scenarios. So, but let's focus on it's a very competitive market. And for one job, you have like easily between 300, 500,000 candidates applying for that job. And the information I'm going to share with you is going to set yourself up to have the right expectations. This doesn't mean, guys, that uh, you shouldn't apply for a specific role through the traditional ways. That's okay. But you will actually have matching expectations. And so it will take away, hopefully, that frustration for yourself. So you have like five scenarios I've mapped out. And those five scenarios, I want to link back to the response or the reaction of a recruiter. That could be an agency recruiter or an internal recruiter. So those are the both, both, um, those are the scenarios. So first scenario is that you have the same job in the same industry. So imagine that you work for Coca-Cola and you are looking for uh, organizations um, within beverages like, like your Pepsi, for example. A recruiter, internal or external, is going to be very likely to be able to help you because it's same, same. So you 
so the way I want you to 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 uh, picture this is if you would go to a competitor and you exactly want to do the same job, the recruiter will be able to help you. These they see the walking dollar sign on your forehead. So and that's what basically because they are engaged by their clients. Don't forget that. So for them, they have to look for uh, the most suitable candidate in the market or on the market. And if you apply for a job with uh, the same job title that you currently have in the same industry, uh, it's very, very promising. So it's very likely that they will be able to help you. Second scenario is that uh, it's the same job, but a different industry. Now, here you have to rely on transferable skills. And uh, often, very often, the person, the candidate themselves, they, have, they struggle to articulate the transferable skills themselves, whether it's verbal or written, so verbal to the recruiter itself or in their resume or LinkedIn profile. So, and if they can't really make that connection to showcase how their skills are transferable, then basically it's very unlikely that the recruiter is going to be able to help them. Like, and it's logical because if you not be able, it's not because you just say, oh, my skills are transferable that the recruiter should say, oh, of course they are. Like, silly me, I didn't realize it. No, 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 no. It's your responsibility to make sure that you make that connection, that you make that clear. And then there is also the question like if the recruiters see that transferable that you have the transferable skills, they can basically re um, relate that to their clients. But in all honesty, it's very unlikely that they will be able to help you because first of all, you need to be able to communicate that very clearly to them, which is a challenge for most people on their resume or verbally. And then basically, it also needs to be the recruiter, if you imagine, if you have like hundreds of resumes and 20 are exactly from the same job in the same industry, and then you have this outlier like that you don't know, that you don't have a relationship with, that calls you up or send their, their resume. It's like, what is the likelihood for you getting the job that way, even though you know your skills are transferable? Very unlikely, right? So, Third scenario is when you step up from the same in, in the same industry. Again, it's more likely when it's the same industry because if you have the same industry experience, you have the IP, the intellectual property that the company might need. And so they might say like, look, actually we need somebody that can grow in the role that's not yet maybe there. Maybe they have done some of the responsibilities in that role in, in their current position, but they're ready for the next step and they're ready to step up. So that is more likely uh, that um, not high likely, but more likely that a recruiter would be able to help you. Because if you would go, like when I was a recruiter, if I would have a candidate that would want to go to a competitor and just like already have done the people management, 
the budget management, whatever it is. And then basically, I would be able to call up that competitor and say like, hey, got a candidate on my books that's looking and exploring the the, the, the market at the moment and the specific, this specific industry because it's their niche. Uh, do you have any opportunities? Then you start that conversation with the hiring manager. So it's more likely if you want to step up in the same industry. However, want to clarify something, it needs to be when you want to step up and you actually are looking uh, for, you have two options, or you have had the skills and experience already, but just not the job title, or you've had this, uh, you don't have the skills and experience and there is a little gap and you need to stretch it. If you really need to stretch yourself, a recruiter is going, it's going to be unlikely that they're going to be able to uh, put you forward or going to put you forward. Remember, this is talking about a competitive market. This is not talking about a, a, a market where it's skills short. This is about a competitive market. Um, or when you actually like already have the skills, then it's very likely that they are able to help you. Um, what about stepping down? This is often what I hear because a lot of my clients have been executives or like senior managers and they're just like, oh my God, this is a nightmare. The people management just want to step away from it and I just want to advise and consult my expertise to, uh, to, to executives and just partner up with them without really specifically having all these other uh, responsibilities. So what about stepping down in the same industry? Uh, stepping down is a very interesting one because it's not only the recruiter uh, that is going to be impacted so the recruiter might get you the interview so it's more likely that they would be able to get you the interview but I just want to highlight also here that it's very important for you to a understand that you might intimidate the hiring manager because you might have more skills and experience than they have and um, so you have to match your start communication style to your audience. And B, what's really important is that you don't talk about only the bigger picture because you're um, getting an interview for a smaller role, like don't show off. And I know you don't want to show off, but you want to like you go into problem solution mode and you say like you, you just like want to articulate everything that you can do, but it's does you more harm than good. So in your preparation, if you go for a role that is a step down in the same industry, you have to tone it down. And don't downplay your skills. You're just being selective of what you're actually going to articulate. That is a very different way of viewing it and articulating it. It's not about dumbing down your resume or playing it down. It's about really making sure that you be selective of what you highlight. Okay. So, and then the fifth uh, scenario would be if you want to step up in a different industry and it's very unlikely that a recruiter can help you. Um, same, uh, like a different industry in general is a very hard case for a recruiter, definitely an agency recruiter to help you uh, and definitely in a competitive market because they have so many candidates that might have experience in, um, in that industry already. So for you then to actually like be in a different scenario or looking and you know you have transferable skills, a recruiter is not the right way. Uh, doesn't mean you shouldn't go for the job. I haven't said that because 
all it takes is for you to be um Think outside the box with uh, the, the way of recruitment. Really step away from that traditional way of recruiting. And the traditional way of recruiting is pressing the pink button on Seek or the blue button on LinkedIn and hoping for the best. That is a traditional way and that doesn't work anymore. And even if you have the same job in the same industry, I wouldn't do that. And I don't advise any of my clients to do that. Sometimes you don't have a choice. but what is important is how you diversify your job search, how you actually lift your profile, how you connect with hiring managers. And yes, this is daunting. This is something that people are very uncomfortable with because they said they, they feel it's safer to hide away behind the pink button and the blue button because then they have limited uh, responsibilities. They only can say like, oh yeah, got rejected again. But what I want you to do is take ownership, to actually push yourself outside the comfort zone, to start to get comfortable with the uncomfortable, <laughs> if you know what I mean, because that's where the magic happens. And yes, you will get rejected. That is part of life, but that is okay. Don't take it personal. Rejection is learning to step out and learning what, what you need to do to actually get to that next level. And that's when things will move. And that's when things will shift. So regardless of what you want to do, I want you to think about how can I diversify my, my job search? How can I reactivate my network? How can I grow my network with the relevant people? How can I get a foot in the door with hiring managers and start that conversation? Now, here's the thing. Most people try to do that, but they do it the wrong way. And the wrong way is, it's not a secret, I will tell you, the wrong way is they're not clear on their unique value proposition. They don't have self-marketing material, which is your resume, and your LinkedIn profile that supports their profile. And so they're doing tactics like left, right, and center, or strategies, left, right, and center, without, without having the basics in line. And you need to have the basics right before you step up. You don't start to build the roof of a house without having the foundation sorted. And that's what you need to do also. You need to make sure you have the right foundation to work on. And that foundation is the, is the most important thing. I can't stress that enough. Understanding what makes you unique. Now, there's not a lot unique in this world anymore. Everything has been copied, but you are unique. You are unique because you alone have certain skills, certain talents, certain strengths. You worked with certain stakeholders in a certain moment in time and a company was going through certain stages in the economy, in the life cycle of a business. And that combination, that whole combination makes you unique. But yet... So many people just like can't really communicate that. And it's so hard. So don't kick yourself. Like writing about yourself or articulating yourself without bragging and patting yourself on the, the shoulder and feeling like you come across like a jerk. But it's so important that you learn. And I heard like a TED talk about this the other day and I it just resonated. It's not about bragging and tooting your own horn. It's about serving. 
how can you serve the other client, your your clients, like your companies, your hiring manager? How do you serve them? What's your added value in terms of serving them? And if you think about it from that angle, you don't put yourself in the center and the spotlight and look at what I've done. It's more serving yourself because you do justice to your skills and experience because you've made so many sacrifices for where you are. And a lot of people keep on saying like, yeah, my work will speak for my for itself, but that's not how it works, unfortunately. Yes, if they know your reputation, yes, if you are referred, but if you step outside into a world where nobody knows you, you need to be able to sell yourself. You need to be able to talk about yourself. You need to be able to navigate the market, whether it's actually internally where you go for a promotion and you need to stand out or externally where you need to stand out. But it all starts with understanding who you are, your soul calling, your unique value proposition, all of that. And once you know that, then you can actually work on your communication channels. And your communication channels could be like internally, it could be making sure you know how to uh, navigate the politics without playing the politics, like navigate them, how to create alliances and so on, really working on your communication style that way. And externally, it's like, okay, like um, making sure your, your your resume is in line, making sure your LinkedIn profile is, is up to date and optimized with your communication skills or with how you want to be perceived by recruiters and by HR and by hiring managers. And and then, only then, you work on your strategy, which is diversifying your job search. Anyway, hope this helps. And I hope I gave you some food for thought and that you actually start thinking about, okay, how can this apply to me? Because information stays information if you don't take action. So if you want transformation, you take the information and you implement that. You look at the results, what worked, what doesn't work, what didn't work, and then you actually course correct. And that's how you actually move forward. A lot of people just like have a go and they say, okay, Caroline, it didn't work. Okay. I will I will go back to the what I was doing, just pressing the pink button and blue button. And I know it doesn't work and I'll get a job that's basically undervaluing myself. But hey, at least I have a job instead of pushing themselves outside, them, them, uh, outside their comfort zone and getting a job where they feel fulfilled and challenged and say like, oh my God, I'm so glad I did this because now I get to work with like-minded people in an organization that I love and I get paid what I'm worth. Like, hey, how great is that? Anyway, um, I will end this live stream now. So if we are not connected yet on LinkedIn and you just came across this live stream by accident, please connect with me. I'm all about connecting with a lot more people and spreading um, uh, that that can help spreading my message. If you like this video, please give it uh, a thumbs up or whatever uh, is available. Uh, so I know that you appreciated the content. And if you want to take the next Step, uh, book in a, a career breakthrough session with me. It's a free 45 minutes career breakthrough session. And on the call, uh, we're just going to have a chat, continue the conversation for me to understand what your situation is and what your what you want to achieve, what the roadblocks are, and if I can help you. That's that's basically it. Uh, so hope you have a lovely morning and I will talk to you very soon. <laughs> See ya. Bye. 
Hope you enjoyed this episode of the Career Disruptors podcast. If you did, please head over to iTunes and leave a review. And if you want to take the next step in your career and you want to discover how I can help you, head over to my website, newhorizoncoaching.com.au and discover how we can work together or download any of my free resources. Thanks again and I'll connect with you on the next episode.